Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get in the Garage. We're a music podcast. For music lovers, today we are Sans Jeff, but we do have another person in the room with us today. He is the newest addition to the Get in the Garage team. He is the voice of God. He's also my brother. His name is Alex. Alex, say hello. Good evening. You can't see him, but you can hear him at all times. I can see everybody. That's it. (laughs) Our eye in the sky. Our new... Big brother. Our new tech guy. Yeah, our, our new tech guy, our producer, the whole thing. So welcome, Alex. Welcome to the team, bro. Um, all right. All We're right. going to start this episode off as we often do, with always the, do. With the theme song. With the theme song. That's right, Luke. I almost went. Into the other into segment. the other segment. <laughs> like and subscribe, everybody. Yeah, like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Alex, shout out. What's your... What's your... Uh, yeah, what's your Instagram handle? What's your handle? Instagram Ooh. handle? At Dismissed. At Dismissed. Yep. Dismissed, okay. but with an H after the D. Yeah. So D Dismissed. All right. For those who didn't hear, it's dismissed. D H I S S. One S. One S. M I S S E D. E D. Okay, just one word. Yes. Yeah. So check Alex out. Show him some love. Yeah. Um, and we want to tell you what's going on in this episode today. We have yeah. music news like we have every week for you. We Exciting and awesome. We're gonna cover Oasis's 25th anniversary of their third album, Be Here Now. Be Here Now. We're gonna cover Meg the Stallion. Her new album, Traumazine. can't wait. And then we have another new album for you, for you from the band Hot Chip. So that's our show. That's our show. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. Let's get into the music news. Let's get into music news. Um, so I don't know. Okay, this just in. Uh, <laughs> Joni Mitchell was given an honorable doctorate degree from Berkeley. I did see that, Doctor Doctor Joni. Yeah, Doctor Joni. Um, she wore a very MD, sweet beret. Doctor. Yeah, she did. She came dressed to the nines. I guess it was at a, uh, it was at like a private thing in uh, California. Yes. And there's a great picture though of her with I think, oh crap, who is it? Is it Herbie Hancock and Wayne Shorter? Maybe it's Wayne Shorter and somebody. I think. Um, but it's a great picture. You should definitely check it out. Congratulations to uh, to Joni Mitchell. You know, I feel like she's she got caught up in some in some some stuff. You know, like with the oh, Spotify yeah. and like the whole thing. Oh, you know, yeah. but you know, she's coming back strong. She recently had the uh, surprise performance at um, Newport Jazz Festival. Jazz Festival too. So it seems like Joni Mitchell is kind of folk festival. I think folk festival. Yeah, you're right. But uh, yeah, congratulations to Joni Mitchell and the Joni Mitchell estate for that matter too. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice, Michael. Thank you, thank you, Luke. Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start off with uh my wildest piece of uh music news. Is this here. what you haven't told me that you've been wanting to tell me? Yeah, so this slipped past me. Um, Capitol Records signed oh. a virtual rapper. Did you see this? Uh, the AI ra- rapper. Yes. Yeah, his name is um. Oh, you have this too. FN Mecca. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> FN Mecca is an a-, a virtual reality rapper, an AI rapper. Okay, and he was signed to Capitol Records. They released a single, "Florida Water." Yeah, um, Florida Water. So the thing about this um, AI is, it it was it was it's a it's so the caricature of this AI is like a digital kind of being. Yeah, is yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a black man with like green. Ne- neon green hair. Yeah, um, 
And what people are finding um, upsetting with this kind of thing is um, that the AI is using racial slurs in its rapping. Yeah, and it featured – who did it feature? Oh, I didn't write it down. I'm going to oh, tell me. nope, I have it that. It featured a rapper who is right now being charged for like on like a Rico case. Oh, let me get that one for you. FN Mecca was uh, – oh, wait. No, is it that one? Uh, I don't know. Yes, he was back there. Uh, can you find it, Alex? Yeah, it's it's really uh, – yeah, it's it's really bad though. It's really really bad, and like there, yeah, and Capitol Records. But it's like the, the, this is okay, the weird this thing. Is it. I can have it now. Uh, I, the Florida Water was released via Capitol, a division of Universal, on August twelfth. The right. track was credited as featuring professional Fortnite gamer Clicks, along with Atlanta rapper Gunna, who is currently being held without bond in Atlanta, where he's facing a felony racketeering charge. There you go. So. The song with the AI rapper featured another rapper with a Rico case and a Fortnite gamer. Yeah, and and the language that was being used too in the in the rap there was there was like very heavy. Yeah, right. It was like kind of yeah. Shocking. So um, a a group uh, released a statement. We find it. Uh, we find fault in the lack of awareness and how offensive this character is. Industry blackout. The group posted on social media it's a direct insult to the black community and our culture an algorithm of gross stereotypes uh, appropriative uh, mannerisms that diverse from uh black artists uh complete with slurs infused in lyrics so um diverse was the word there yeah. i uh, slurred but so it really is taking like this ai rapper is yeah. pretty much like they signed a not real person and then made it a black person and then yeah. made it say racial slurs and somehow thought that wasn't going to be offensive for some reason. I know. It was, I know. It's really weird. It, um, it is weird. It's but really it's, weird it's... when Capitol Records has black artists signed to their label that they could just spend money on and promote or give real artists um, who are black. Yeah. Um, you know it just I mean? seemed like, I don't know, man, that seemed, uh, I don't really know what to think about it, you know, because it's like, were they trying to make a quick buck? You know, in other words, like be the first, be the first label that has like is. an AI robot rapper, and it's just like, but you're like that. I think that's what the craziest thing about it is, is like the sign of the times that we're at the point now where it's just kind of like, you know, an AI. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like it's, it's like, like we're it, talking about an AI rapper and what, yeah. whether it's like a valid art statement or not. Yeah, right, it's right. Weird. And that's like ugh, it feels strange. It to feels me. I don't icky. Like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Considering rather, the outcome too, especially with the outcome. You know what I mean? You're like, ugh. yeah, especially because the outcome was like the uh, the worst of yeah. like. You know what I mean? It was like mm -hmm. the lowest common denominator of like what, like you stereotypes know? and yes. stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Down with racism. Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna uh, thumbs thumbs down uh, the AI rapper in yeah, general. Yeah. I didn't um, listen to the song. I don't know if it's available. Uh, give me hologram Tupac any day. Yeah. Not down for <laughs> the uh, holographic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll take holographic Tupac over. Yeah. Not down AI. for the AI rapper. Give, yeah. Uh, I'm also here. Here. Double thumbs up for holographic Roy Orbison because that happened too. Yeah. There was another holographic one that happened recently. Wasn't it Freddie Mercury? There was a holographic oh, Freddie yeah. Mercury. That's cool. I'll go yeah. see any holographic artist. That seems fun to me. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, thumbs down on that. Thumbs down on do, that. Do you got anything else? Yeah, I do, actually. And I think it's something that um, that you'll find pretty interesting. Have you heard the news about MoFi? 
I have not. Right. So Mobile Fidelity Sound Lab has been creating um, quote unquote like audiophile quality records since yeah. like 1977. For years. Currently, they're being sued for using direct stream digital tech and they're being sued for false advertising because they advertise as being audiophile, like the cleanest of the clean, the best of the best. And there were allegations that were made against them stating that they were in fact using like digital means to um to to manufacture these records and uh yeah now there's a lawsuit against them are you looking for a record from them yeah i got a mofi right here um oh, yeah weezer mofi um i only bought it because it was the only one available but i'm usually <laughs> yeah. yeah um for me personally if you're uh one of those guys i usually find that these sound pretty okay yeah. um for my taste but um i never like spending money on them because they're way more expensive and i can get like something that's yeah comparable in my for my ears yeah well also um, more i mean comparable really to the maximum because it's not even yeah, you know paid. they're so who i don't really know m that much information about this it wasn't expensive this is like, like the um, lawsuit itself this is how much records are like now this is 33.99 so like this is probably what this would cost now but I bought this in 2013. I bought this like 10 years ago. When you bought that, you could still buy like a dope record from Books a Million for like 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 or $12. Um, speaking of which, uh, I looked on my shelf the other day. I bought a Modest Mouse, uh, Good News for People Who Love Bad News, yeah. for $11.99 at Books a Million about 10 years ago, which is an insane price point. Yeah. But So MoFi, yeah. this company that's releasing these so-called – Mm -hmm. So they're getting called out for doing uh, digital, direct to digital. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, there. as the story, so, the story as I know the it, the way yeah. a, a vinyl record is mastered, it's mastered directly for the vinyl record. It's not mastered for digital. That's a different process. Yeah. Um, because you need to have the right highs and lows, and the bass on a uh, yeah, vinyl record right. can't be too high or it'll blow the needle out of the groove. Yeah. Um, so. This would be the kind of thing where you just took like the same thing that was on a CD and just ripped it straight to the vinyl record. Yeah. Um, a lot of companies do this. Yeah. I know um, Four Men With Beards was a vinyl repress company that was way more popular about 10 years ago. And oh. they were highly criticized for a lot of their were pressings. they i have i have a, a couple, a couple of, formants, of yeah some of them sound great a lot of them are digital yeah. vinyl transfers a lot of them sound flat and not great yeah so that would be the difference is a digital transfer would be a little more flat sounding where um a vinyl it would be there's more air there's more breath there's more built for it yeah. yeah, there's a different... There's Very a different... interesting, though. But yeah, interesting so, to think about, uh, you know? Vinyl community, what do you think about this? Because this is a... Uh, yeah. Shots are, shots are called... The, I, I know uh, there's people on Instagram that got, like, MoFi walls like I have. Yeah. They're just straight MoFi, though. They, something happened where they were, in fact, they were investigated, and I think from what I read, it said, like, they were, like the investigators were given a tour of the facilities, and they were kind of, like, open about it. They weren't... They didn't... I don't think they were, like... You know, which is odd to me because well, it's like okay. this is a company this, that like banks this, on. This depends too. If there is no um, original real, if there's no yeah, original right, right. that doesn't exist, the digital is the only thing that exists. That's uh, also another thing to contend with in modern days too. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, I thought you would find that interesting though, because you're the you're that, the record guy. I found you know? that very interesting. Um, all right. Do you want to move on? I have some rest in pieces. You have some rest in pieces? Yes. Um, I, I mean, I think I'm... Oh, I wanted to talk about one more thing in the okay. music news. Um, 
Janet Jackson's. Oh, I heard. I did hear about this. Did uh, you hear about this? Rhythm Nation. So the Janet Jackson song Rhythm Nation um, has a sound frequency that can disrupt a laptop hard drive that uses a certain uh, RPM drive, uh, 450 RPM uh, drive, and it will crash the hard drive. Yeah. Um, because of the tonality that plays in Rhythm Nation. Um, very crazy. Was it? I thought it said something was tied to Windows XP. A yes. Mi- uh, a Microsoft engineer discovered this glitch. Oh, okay. Right. So that's that's the, the Windows connection there. Yeah, because I thought I read something like that. Yeah. Oh, Windows XP notebook models. That's that's it. Okay. Uh, Windows XP notebook models uh, that have uh, 4,500 RPM uh Did it say how they found frequencies. that? Like, how does that just happen? I'm, you know what I mean? I'm sure it was playing, and it just went, what? What I'm saying is, is who the hell is running a Windows XP? No, because it's not. We're like, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Are we, how far past Windows XP are we? I have no We're idea. We're pretty far I don't, past Windows I don't XP. Compute. Very far. It's yeah. Windows 11 at this point. There's a lot of iterations in between that, but yeah, um, many of the government devices still actually utilize yeah, I, Windows XP. No I, shit. I asked because of my last two places of employment, also, <laughs> all still run like old windows <laughs> xp yeah yeah so yeah um, it looks like uh it's weird for tech people specifically laptop hard drive spinning at 5400 rpms uh, a portion of that song will actually clip the hard drive and subject to crash <laughs> <laughs> even uh laptops around it yeah huh? yeah it said it can like affect other laptops around it too jesus does it go into any detail about like what the is it like this it's just the frequency is yeah, that the, the whole frequency thing? of the tonality of it yeah yeah it looks like another another um australian radio show actually tested this too and confirmed it oh no shit yeah. Very janet jackson posted on her story about it too yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah. I thought that was really funny and uh, super yeah. interesting. Weird, man. Um, well, right on, right on, Jen Jackson. Yeah, that's cool. Super cool. Um, all right, so let's get into some uh, some quick rest in pieces. It wouldn't be a segment with me if it, if I wasn't giving you some solemn news. <laughs> so uh, the big one that I wanted to talk about was uh, Creed Taylor. He's the founder of Impulse Records, a famous jazz producer. He gave us John Coltrane. He gave us Stan Getz. He introduced. He's uh, Impulse was the label that that um, I think great jazz label. The, yeah, great, great, great jazz label. So Creed Taylor, rest in peace. Uh, Jerry Allison, the drummer for Buddy Holly's Crickets, passed away. Oh, rest in peace. And music died once again. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, Peggy Sue was one of the best uh, yeah. dr- dr- early drum songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. So really classic. Rest in peace. Our condolences to the. Uh, Allison Estate, and then uh, another one: Cradle of former Cradle of Filth guitar player Stuart Aristis. So rest in peace. I think he's he's either Norwegian or Swedish. So rest in peace to the the fallen musicians. Cradle of Filth bump was Jade bummed out. Um, I don't think she even. I didn't tell well, her. She used to be a Cradle of Filth. Uh, yeah, but it's Danny Filth. Danny yeah. Filth is that. Nobody cares about anybody else except for Danny Filth. He's the guy. I mean, really. Yeah, his name is his last name is Filth. I think it's self-given, though. Anyway, all right, so, Luke. Yes. Let's move on to this 25th anniversary, Let's shall we? Let's be here now. Oh, my goodness. I wish I was somewhere else later, because I don't want to listen to this right now. No, so, I'm just kidding. Be Here Now, 25th anniversary, August 21st, 1997, it was released. Yeah. So, let's give the background of this. Right, right. Oasis are on the heels of... 
What's the Story Morning Glory, their second album, Sophomore. It's the most giant album. That's the one. If there's an Oasis album, that's the one. Yeah, definitely maybe their first album from 1994. Um, Hits big. It's got great rock tunes on it. It's a really solid, great record. Um, really kicks off like a lot of that Britpop, um, yeah. Beatlemania again yeah, yeah. Um, for a rock and roll band in the 90s. Very big. And then What's the Story Morning Glory comes out. The band is absolutely ginormous. Yeah. There's probably no bigger rock band on the planet at this point. Nirvana is close, but... I mean, Wonderwall is getting played ev- on the rock station and it's getting played in the pop station and yeah. it's getting played in the easy, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's everywhere. Um, so when 1997 comes around, Be Here Now is the most anticipated rock album probably of like yeah. the maybe the history of rock. I can't think of a more anticipated album. Yeah. Seeing that What's the Story Morning Glory went platinum so many times over so fast. Yeah. Um, by the time you get Be Here Now, it's like All right, here it here we here, go. Here it is. It's, it's the, more it's of what biggest, we just loved. It's the biggest bands in the world's new big album. Yeah. Um and unfortunately and, it's a little uh it's a little bit of a downer yeah it, um, it, it falls a little flat for my taste <laughs> it also falls a little bit flat for my taste so let's kind of get into like what yes you know what happened so this album when it came out got really good reviews it got like really solid reviews i went back and read some of them of the time and for what seems to have happened in that thing was what's the story morning glory kind of got bad reviews when it came out it didn't really get it got like lukewarm and eh, it's okay and yeah. then the fan response was so yeah epic by the time that be here now came out we kind of got a album that was middle of the road whereas the previous album was as good as it, yeah. it is um, and this album is a little bit more middle of the road, but the uh, reviewers decided to kind of flip what they had done, um, maybe learning from the mistakes of their past with the Led Zeppelins and the, all that stuff that they would trash, like Rolling Stone back in the day, yeah. and then uh, say is like the best records like 20 years later. So Be Here Now gets great reviews, but from modern day, as we keep going on, this is one of the few records that gets a great review when it comes out and as time moves on it keeps falling in like ranking in people's favor in people's hearts um because for a few reasons they find the songs to be a bit derivative of what was on the last album um and they're really long and slow oh my god remember we were in the like alex and i were driving and i put a song on and i was like so you think, like, it's something along the lines of, like, yeah, you think the song's almost over? Look, there's still another four minutes left of this song, and we were, f- like, th- almost four minutes into the song, and you're like, dude, and we said, it, like, nobody need, nobody wants a nine-minute-long Oasis song, you know what I mean? And the song he's referencing there is All Around the yeah, World, sorry, I should have... which is a uh, Sgt. Pepper's-esque um, yeah. Beatles-y track on the record. It has so many choruses. Um then we get it's getting better man uh and then after that album ender it reprises the song that was already nine minutes long and had like six choruses on it 
So that's the kind of like over um, done kind of thing that you know you're finding on this record. Um, are the songs really outwardly effacingly bad? Not particularly. They're all kind of get. They're all get alongable, right? So yeah, um, yeah. You know what I mean? There's not. There's nothing on here that's like, you know what? Where you're just like, this is like terrible, terrible. Yeah, right, right. It's all a bit middle of the roady. Um, if I'm gonna get a bit more critical about it, mm-hmm. um, this is an album too. We didn't really choose this album to say that we just don't like it. But on another front, it's so interesting how this was regarded highly and has yeah. universally lost its acclaim with yeah, like it's, it's, almost every critic. The album won't stand behind their review. It of has it. an interesting story. I'll I'll try to remember to link the uh, the Rolling Stone article. Yeah, please, from, um, um, Rob Sheffield, Rob Sheffield wrote yeah. a fantastic piece about uh, the, uh, the reappraisal of this album twenty five years later. Yeah. and how he felt about it, and it really did echo a lot of things I felt about it, even though I wasn't around twenty five years ago. Yeah, this is just more of like a big fan of what's the story and yeah kind and i of mean like... i think to be honest with you it's just it's uh it's reaffirming i think that we that we kind of like came together to talk about because we've talked we talk about this out for those who don't know luke and i drive to work together every morning <laughs> and every afternoon to home so we we have these types of conversations in the car and we got to talking about be here now you know and and like what does it mean and it's it is it is such a compelling story when you think about it because I mean, we were talking about how, like, they were kind of like, yeah, that last, like, the last great rock band to kind of, and by by saying great, (laughs) of course. We mean huge. Yeah, huge. And, like, everything that comes with being in a great band, right? It's like the Keith Moon, like, it's the cover of this, right? The Rolls Royce in the pool. Like, these guys are just, like, coked out of their fucking minds. They're rock stars. They're married to, like, models and actresses. And they're just, like, living this sort of, like, 1970s pop rock lifestyle in 1997. Right. It was just completely out of time and out of space. Right, right. Yeah. And this album. There was no real camaraderie, I would imagine, at that point. Like, back then, it's like. There's, you know, there's fucking um, Keith Moon and there's John Bonham and there's this person. Right. This, you know what I'm saying? Like they were all debaucherous and I'm not saying that they were doing good shit because like Jimmy Page, I'm looking at you. Not, like a lot of them didn't do really good stuff. Okay. But I would imagine that being a band like Oasis and getting that huge and like living that kind of like lifestyle you're a dying star, man. You're, it's just, there's a flash, there's a white flash of light where well, everything is like magical and amazing. And then it just like, and it just kind of like, sort of like, like t- turns into fog and dissipates. You know what I mean? It's just like a quick wild, it's like cream. It's a quick wild ride. It like, it comes, it happens, it leaves. Right. And you know? like, for all that too, like the Beatles references on well, yeah, uh, What's the Story Morning Glory were, they were more cute. Like um, she's electric. Um, has that like interplay of um, yeah. uh, 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 why my guitar gently weeps mm-hmm. that like goes through it. Um, and this one, you kind of get like the references get you're just like, oh, I'm not really on board with you, like, yeah. cause you've already I've already seen the trick. So like, if yeah. you were to do it on another level and like artistically like make it something your own now, yeah. Um, that would be good. Like I found that like magic pie, you know what I mean? Is probably like a ref is like wild honey pie, you know, all the yeah, stuff yeah, is like yeah. too, the, it's is too, too 
too close. I mean, you said it great the other day, though. Like you were you were rattling off like the some of the titles and stuff like that, and you're like, they just basically like they they they, re, they kind of rewrote other songs. Um, yeah, rewrote other songs, well, and then just like, like they hitched their their wagon onto like a lot of other shit instead of just being like originally them. Well, I mean, like okay, like I said the other day with you, I was like, Stand by Me. That's already a song. Like yeah. you know what I mean? A really great song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, fading now, like. Not fade away, Buddy Holly, like the Rolling Stone. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's a, they kind of took ideas that are basic, and it's fair to play with basic ideas in rock and roll and make them creative in your own. But these just feel more of like a bit like hung well, up. Well, yeah, and I think the 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 irony of the fact that they even chose to title the album "Be Here Now" and Which yet is, they were like the most egotistical, self-involved, self-absorbed people just. Just going balls to the wall, doing mountains of cocaine and fucking doing wild ass shit, and it's like, then you're gonna like pretend like pretend this like isn't a... flowers, like fuck off. You know what I'm saying? It's like yes, like this. You know, this is not flowers by the Rolling Stones. Thank you. This yeah. is like it's like fuck off, man. I don't need you yeah, to tell me to be here now. It's 1997. Woodstock's gonna burn to the ground in two fucking years. Like it's gonna go down. Like yeah. things are getting bad. So like enough is enough, and you're not helping, you motherfuckers. No, that's. I'm a... sorry. I don't mean to go on a rate. No, uh, that's you know, a great a rant, statement. But... So um, all in all, this does have a couple good songs on it. I mean. Like, obviously, do I know what I mean? I like the song. I don't like the eight choruses on it. Um, that's a, seven well, minutes forty two seconds. What's the first track though? You know what I mean. Do you know? Yeah, that's a that's seven the, minute. That's long a seven song. minute one. Seven forty two. What was the one? So okay, I'll oh, say the, this. That all one, around the world is the nine minute, nine minute twenty. Yeah, right. All around the world. Okay, so that that. Let me tell you. That's the all car right. we. So by the specifically, time, that's the car we, or song we listen to in the car. Which one? All around the world. Yeah, because that's when we were like, I was like, who needs another a nine minutes? Minute? Yeah, another four minutes. Yeah. But it's like, the thing is, is it's like, that was the, like, this is what I found, man. There's like some good music that happens on this record, sort of like sprinkled in, but it's just, it's too goddamn long. Like, no, you know what I'm trying to say? There, that's my thing. And it's like, great... I don't need horns and strings on every track. I told you, it's like that. Well, it's like that's... in Dewey Cox when he's like 10,000 didgeridoos. Like, it's like, dude, like Noel Gallagher and Liam Gallagher are just high off of their yeah, fuck, out just... of their minds on cocaine. And they're just like, we need strings and we need brass. It's yeah, like, there's like string right. arrangements on like most of the tunes. You're right. Um, the guitar overdubs on this thing are egregiously. Yeah. Uh, there's so much. But it's guitar. like, you know, it's like this isn't Sgt. Pepper's. Though, yeah. Well, know. that's what they tried. They tried to do. But, yeah. um, you know, I'm sorry. I, this I got heated on this. Episode. I, I apologize to anyone. I love Oasis, man, and I have like really, really great like life things that I attach to Oasis songs, and they're very pleasant things yeah. moments for me. You know what I mean? So I don't mean to crap on them, but but it's, it's like because of that, and then you listen to this because like, it's, it's because the one before it is such a solidly great record, mm -hmm. and it's fun, and it's got some of yeah. the best courses that ever existed. Yeah. Um. And this is like, you know, it's a bit more just like uh, yeah. it's a bit more stick in the mud kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, like yeah. I said to Mike, it may have ruined a, any, any, any major rock releases by bands after this. Yeah. So the if you are a record label after this album came out, are you going to throw all the weight behind a rock and roll band or are you going to go for a safer pop product?
Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. You're going to just, like, you're not going to. Because here's the thing, man. this is four guys. It's rock stars four. rock stars will make great, great music, but they're a pain in the ass and to have on their Bands are lead. complicated. They're complicated. Rock stars are not, you know what I'm saying? It's not one individual person, man. Like, things get. It's four, it's four, it's four people, and then this one, brothers. And to be fair, too, they come from Manchester in the UK. Shout out to our UK listeners. There are a few of you. Well, but, like, also, that's, like, say, grittier, working class. Say what you said about, um. Another album released in 1997 that you found. Oh yeah, Radiohead released. Oh, oh re- yeah, Radiohead released OK Computer the same year. And like, if you listen to OK Computer, they're an English band. You know what I mean? But and, and, then, and then you're like, to... no, this is the direction. It's like that that like sugary pop. Well, this is like... this is the thing. Oh, Radiohead's first album is way different than yeah. OK Computer. Right, right, right. right. And what's the story? Morning Glory is not that different from this record. Right. But this record takes all the things that like you don't need on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that being just said, a I, I did enjoy moments. I, I, I did, did enjoy, enjoy moments. moments I did. I did. It's just, I wasn't. We, we're gonna getting critical because yeah, you know, we're picking nits, man. That's just, but that's what we do. It's, that's what we do on getting the garage guys. So do you? Are we off? Do you like this album? What's your favorite song? Um, I'm definitely gonna say my favorite song, even though I crapped on it. Um, was Stand by Me on here. So, uh, let me see. I'm going to go with that one. And I also did like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was going to say, I was, like, I just wish it was way shorter. Yeah. So, yeah, same thing. Do you know what I mean? I like that song. Um, yeah, about the same. I, I do listen, man. Like I enjoy like a nice sort of, you know, I like the back half of, uh, um, Abbey road. You know what I mean? So I like sort of like a drawn out thing, like on the end of a record, the all around the world going to, it's, it's getting better man to the all around the world reprise too much. A little bit too much, but I didn't mind all around the world. It was, it's like, it's, you went into it knowing it's a nine minute long song and you sit through a nine minute long Oasis song. And I didn't, I don't know. I didn't hate it. It was just too long, but that's how I felt about most of this record. I didn't hate it. It was just just too long. All too long. Yeah. So anyway, tell us what you think. Is it too long? Is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. Is the, is the preceding album to this better? I mean, obviously it is. Let us know in the comments below. Um, All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we will give you two new album reviews we'll be right back all right welcome back everyone to get in the garage we're the music podcast for music lovers uh we're back with our new album reviews we give these to you every week uh we got dropped an exciting new release last friday uh it was a surprise we were expecting it sometime this year but meg the stallion released her new album traumazine um, she had the Rolling Stone cover behind Michael here back in June um, when she was recording the record, and it's out now. We're excited for it. Uh, Michael. Yes. What did you think about it? What are your initial thoughts about this new record? Um, right, so I don't have much of a reference point aside from WAP. That was the song that came out. She was on that song with uh, Nicki Minaj, I think, and there were other... Alex, look that up for us. Let me know who who was on who was on WAP. I think it was Megan. Was it just Megan The Stallion and Nicki Minaj? No, I man, think. it's Cardi B, bro. I was oh, I was Cardi waiting B. to correct nah, you. I was waiting to Cardi correct B. you. Why did I think it was Nicki Minaj? Megan My the bad. The this guy um, over here. Yeah, sorry. Um, um, so yeah, so that's that was a popular song, right? So WAP comes out in 2020. Cardi B. And Megan The Stallion, they pretty much blow up. That's my first reference of Megan The Stallion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes out, does this um, song, 
uh, and it really just breaks the world. Um, female sexuality mm-hmm. is um, on display in a way in pop music that it's never been before. I mean, yeah, I mean, Bet- Bet- Betty Davis maybe was kind of given like that flavor. Lil' Kim was given that flavor. But not number one pop bangers. This is yeah, a number right, right. one giant hit around the world. Almost every English-speaking country, um, that song went to number one. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, a new revolution of female sexuality, especially in the rap game. Like you said, Lil' Kim was throwing this flavor a little bit in the 90s, but mm-hmm. not so hard and – you know what I mean? I mean, she was she was pretty forward. She was, she was talking about, like, you know, eating, you know, and all this and stuff like that. However, you are correct in the sense that, like, although Kim was a pop star and – or I'll put it this way. Megan Thee Stallion is – a pop star and a hip hop star. I think Lil Kim was more so exclusively a hip hop star. You know what I'm trying to say? It, like right. she didn't really. She did in 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 a way, but not in this not in this sort of a way. No. Yeah, this is like huge pop star, strong females like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, hypersexual, very but very like taking the power back. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, very much taking the power back in her own uh, way. And this album is her sophomore release so it's kind of the sophomore album a lot of the times is a flunker or a different change up they're very hard to do because you know you either kind of you stick with the style or you change it up this is a bit of kind of the same style she was doing Mm -hmm. the change up on this record i think is stylistically in the approach of some of the songs um yeah, so it's things, the way things change a little bit on this. Right. On this. You still have that braggadocio sort of thing going on where it's like she's the shit and like that kind of a thing, like that that bragging thing. But there's also there's a bit more depth to this. And she's addressing uh, like some sort of hot button issues, you know what I mean? Like with NDA and there was, you know, um, well, there was a problem with Tory Lanez where well, he was accused of shooting her and like this whole thing. He shot let, her. Let's pretty much say like you know, yeah, Tory Lanez he shot, shot her. Uh, Megan the Stallion yeah. in a altercation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And she's this... been getting threats from his legal team and stuff. So like things have been kind of brewing in her personal life, right? And so that's in, like a, in, a, in been a major drama. And besides all that, too, this is a whole other statement about how uh, females are treated, yeah. um, and especially black females yeah. in our in our culture in our society. Um, and so br- she brought um, that thing where she was really profoundly like disrespected by a man in her life and has really turned it into a uh i'm not going to let this define me moment and i'm going to be bigger than this moment right because on this record she lets you know that she's her and she's she like yeah that's this is and i think that's what like yeah, it's what's interesting about this record because that was what I got from this, right? I listened to this and I'm like, oh, and you read the story and you understand what's happening. The, the reviews kind of fell flat, not really, not so much in her favor. Like they were like, it's okay, you know. There, listen, there are moments on this record that you know we'll get into it, but there's moments like sort of like lower moments of this album. But I think that the overwhelming majority of it is pretty strong. Like I don't think there's I, there's a couple mm, parts, but. I felt like the rap. But it's not because of her, though. The, the, you know what okay. I'm saying? That's the thing. I felt it's not the, because of her. Her rapping on this record throughout, 
very yeah, solid, consistent, very good, funny punchlines. Oh yeah, stuff saying all kinds of wild like stuff. Crack out loud. Yeah, stuff yeah. That was Alex, like, can you put? Can you get some lyrics for us? Yeah, some, maybe some real deep. Oh, I you, have. If you could pull some up, I have some uh, written down here for us. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, a bit later, <laughs> but um, the the songs on this record that make it a bit different are songs like Anxiety. So right. a song like Anxiety, she shouts out um her mom and how her mom passed away and she gets more introspective um yeah. and gives you a lot of herself in a way that um Kendrick Lamar has done this year mm-hmm. in that kind of way I wish the beat to the song um and Pitchfork shouted this out too so you know um I wish the beat of this song matched the um the mood the mood a little bit more yeah. because she really gives some of her best uh, introspective lyrics on here. She also talks about um, the famous girls throughout like history that yeah. she wishes she could talk to. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Britney Spears and Whitney Houston. Yep. Um, just because she's like they know what I'm going through right now. Yeah. And that's like the only people that know what I'm going through. I thought that was interesting and clearly to me that was the best lyrics on the album yeah as far as giving yourself and making an artistic statement do you think can i can i ask you a question so do you think that like maybe like like the the reviews maybe fell like less in her favor because it was uh, because it because it wasn't like I don't know. Maybe because it was this it was is, more of like an it was an angrier record. It's, it is it's an, an angry ang- record. Like, well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think thing. because it wasn't like sort of like the sad like poor me thing? She's like, no, fuck you. I think this is what I think, and I said this to you the other day. Yeah. I think people aren't really ready to let Meg The Stallion or a personality like her have it both ways. I think they don't want her to be. Hard, they either want it to be hard all the time and like I'm hard all the time and I'm super sexual or yeah. it's like it can't be like you can't like they're like when she does a song like anxiety over like a harder beat there I think they're not so willing to go there you know what I yeah. mean and I think there are dynamic points in this record where she really tries to give it both ways um I think um a song like her if we're really getting into the yeah, content I really, of this really, record really really like her her is a different kind of beat for this record as well. Um, most yeah. of the songs on here are trap beats. Yeah, um, I'm sure everyone's familiar with the style of that. This is a, more of like a house, like European. This, what's see? I love this this song because to me, I'm going like, okay, so Drake's doing it, Beyonce's doing it, Megan Thee Stallion just dipping her toe in it, just testing the water a little bit out on the dance track. But I have it's to say, most effect- I really like it. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I can get with this. Yeah, I can get down with this. Anxiety for me was doing it like lyrically where she was right. giving something. This is also giving something because it's... Because this is like a, this this is is like a f- female feminine anthem. It's a vibe. It's a complete vibe. It's a dance, you know, dance house, like burn. I love it. I also love the way she uses lyrics in this song. Uh, love the line uh, with the busted hose you kiki with. So kiki is a LGBT uh, term for hanging out Oh, that I know because I watch RuPaul yeah, once yeah. in a while. <laughs> and so when she said a, that line kiki, it's shouting out to a certain person. 
it, yeah. it's all it's it's a bit coded because not it's I mean it's in popular culture, but yeah. it's also like I didn't know what it was. Right. So and we're like you know white dudes in our thirties. Yeah. So right, straight right. white dudes in our thirties. So like yeah, why, so we wouldn't know. Why would we really? Right. But when she's using lines like that, it's giving it to different people and it's allowing a lot a bigger um group of people to come in and enjoy this record and like a thing like that i really really love yeah it's more inviting it's more right yeah like her is the defining moment of this album i think the whole thing is great the beat is where she should go i think with her music it's self-empowering you know i just i love everything about it yeah me too um so some low points, right? Because there's a couple. There are a couple, and we pick nits here on Get in the Garage, so let's pick some nits, even though we do very much like this album. The Pusti- the Pusheisty track, Who Me. See, this is the point, That's too. A, this is a rough one, cause like, it's, and it's not her. Because Who Me is one of the uh, is a great track on this record because she shouts out, like, I know who shot me. That's one of the lines on Who Me. Yeah. Um, she, I know, uh, I feel like Biggie. I know who shot, like, she says it like that. Yeah. So... Like, that is such, like, a, like, you know what I mean? She's, like, owning that, and she's, like, calling it out yeah. and saying it. And then you get the feature. And he just, like, he can't even really rap on beat the whole time. And you're, like, and, he doesn't, I mean, and I guess it's a style. I don't want to be, like, maybe listen, that's a style and it's of, of its own. It's just one that I, it's not for me. Mad Lib does it perfectly. Yeah. Mad, uh, yeah. Mad Lib? Yeah, yeah, Right? I no, no, I'm sorry, not Mad Lib. MF Doom. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. Little slip there. Yeah. Um, MF Doom does it perfectly because he he has that like draw where he like relax and then it, but he'll catch it on like the lazy beat and he'll come back and he'll slap it on an accent. Yeah. And he'll like enunciate the word poorly to make it rhyme. Yeah. That kind of thing. This for me sounds like lazy and like all the and I'm I'm not trying to be like males females but all the male features on this record. <laughs> Yeah. There wasn't one that made the track better. Yeah. Um yeah. I couldn't think of one that made the track better. The f- and, and the future track too. So there's some there's some stuff about that. Luke, why don't you tell con- us what this controversial one might say about right. that? Right. So um when she was recording the album in Florida, she was like, This song would sound good with uh future on it. Um that song is called Presalicious. And she wanted that uh, feature really badly. She called up Future's uh, management team. How much does that cost to have him on the record? $250,000. She promptly told her team to go to the bank, put it in a backpack, and get it to him and tell him that I, he, she needed him to do the verse before he left Miami. Um, he recorded yeah. over the entire track. There was like a seven-minute beat track. He recorded over the entire thing. She chopped up what she liked and used that um i'm just gonna go out and say girl don't bother next time um get get your ju- you're you're fine by yourself you're fine by yourself you don't need them um, the the Fuck. features are not helping on this record though uh, uh the dua lipa was nice dua lipa's great uh budget with uh lotto yeah oh yeah 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 so good because it's a fun it's two girls talking about how paid they are, how broke your ass is, and how they're not going to be with you because you're broke. It's fucking great. Yeah. And the girl, the girls together build off of each other, and they give like the strength. Right. And it's, right. And they're on the course, and it's like, 
you know it's just the chemistry because it's because be, because the energy is so like feminine and like hyper female that like having male features on it like the chemistry just doesn't quite work in that sense you know what i mean it's and like it's like point, i want to hear them hype you know what i'm trying to say like they're the, hyping each other up like none, and I, that's i'm like yes hype each other up like i want that i don't need just like to, some lazy dude just being like hey man yeah like pay me 250k and you know i'll uh yeah i guess i'll give you seven minutes or something for a song that's two minutes and how long is that song with future uh, it's two minutes and fifty three seconds song long. He gave her seven minutes, something like for that. a song that's two hundred. So you paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a two minute and fifty three second song. But that's the thing when is you don't need it. He's a bum. Leave him. Like, get out of here, future. He's not a bum. I don't mean that to be mean. You know? she, but it's like she doesn't need him. If she kind of like just did the whole record herself, I think it would have been a stronger personal statement. Yeah. About who she was, I just feel like the guys aren't backing her up in like a posse sense in the yeah. way that um the women do, uh, do especially yeah. on budget because it works like it works in the same way WAP does yeah. um, it's just like a lesser uh, version of it yeah so um, and that's not to say it's a bad song it's one of the best songs in this whole record so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but, so there you have it let us know what you think do you do you like this record I like it what are you gonna give it for a rating now remember what's the uh, what was the pitchfork rating Alex can you let us know 7.1 7.1 so where are you at oh uh, I'm going 7.5 I think this okay. is a, a good record I like I like Megan the Stallion there's something about her that like yeah, is she's... just really likable and also the single, like the big single that was released early, "Sweetest Pie" on this record, yeah. like that too for me is a gr- like she does this like great pop in like rap thing that's really hard. I think she needs to work on melding the hard rap beats with the pop hooks a little bit better. Yeah, into like a more digestible way where it's right, not right. all trap beats. It's a bit more like a um, melodic. Yeah, beat. I'm interested. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but. Yeah. I'm interested to see where she's going because you could tell she's like it's the, the third album. Yeah. It's third that's albums. What I'm saying. Third albums are big for everybody. Like that's a, it's a thing in music. Yeah. Uh, you know, Tom Petty. It's just asking him. Third albums are usually like the biggest hits. Bruce Springsteen is yeah. third album. Uh, you know, so many people. So I feel like on the third, it's gonna be like the. Because this one is so more, it's ready, yeah. and also we didn't even touch on the lawsuit she's going in through with her record label while oh. this is being released. She's going straight up like suing. Oh, the I shit. didn't know. Taylor, I didn't know about that. She's like Taylor Swift style suing the shit out of her record label for no way. Yeah, because uh, she wants. She's getting her power back. So yeah. for this record to to even be have been released in such a term uh, turmoil period. You could tell she's working hard because she's not. She doesn't want to let Kesha it and lose the moment of what she's doing. Right, right. So, um, uh, and I'm not saying that whole situation I know is way different. I just know she wasn't re- able to release music and made it so that her career was definitely impacted by it. Yeah, um, yeah. Different situation. I'm very aware. But yeah, I agree. I think uh, I'm excited to see what the next album looks like it's like the it's it's like um the excitement that i feel for her next album is the same way like remember when we were talking about post malone and we're like oh he's kind of doing something different i'm really excited to see what happens next though yeah that's how i feel with her this is her sophomore album you know she's 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 getting her power back in that sense and um she, i think she's i think next album we're gonna get a megan the stallion who is very aware of who she is and like what she's doing and all of that, and uh, I look forward to reviewing it, man, because I think uh, I think good things are going to come from Megan Thee Stallion down the road. I really do. Highly agree. Yes. All right. So moving on. Um, 
so uh, this was actually a recommendation from Jeffrey, um, but he could make it tonight. He's busy, so we're going to talk about it, and then I think next episode we'll probably just have a quick chat with him about this record, too, because he did recommend this album, but we did not want to cover it because it came out more recently. Uh, the album is Hot Chip. Uh, the, the band is Hot Chip. The album is Freak Out Release. It was released... Um, I think last last Friday, it's 11 songs, 47 minutes and 23 seconds long. Um, they're like an electro-pop-funk sort of band from the UK. I think this is their eighth release. Um, the last album was... Bathful of Ecstasy. Bathful of Ecstasy, that's what it was. Um, and this might be the only time you ever hear this come from me, but I also happened to watch a review of this record from uh, Anthony Fantana. Is that his name? Yes. Uh, and uh, he did say a couple things that I agree with, I have to say. And I usually don't really agree totally with everything that he says. But in this record, I agreed um, with what he was saying. So just for me, like just a quick long and short of it, we'll get into the nitty gritty. I found like the first couple songs to be cool and then after that things got a little stale things got a little stale you know there were some cool moments there's cool electronic trickery things that they're doing sprinkled in this album that's that's pretty cool like I, and i appreciate the studio and um you know computerized trickery and all that kind of stuff i respect it but personal taste right so this record is a pop rock record uh pop rock like dance record yeah. it there's like a lot of bands now that are doing this style of music. Yeah. This band has been doing this style of music for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, that Foles record that we reviewed a couple weeks ago. I was just going to shout Foles out, man. Very much in this like dance kind of genre now. Like they just started to get into that kind of music where this band has been making this music for quite a long time. Yeah. Um, off the nitty gritty, the album opener down does have a laid back disco vibe yep. um it has that refrain break it all down that thing that's going yeah. on through the whole thing it doesn't really have a chorus um it's a fun dance track and you're like you yeah. said it's got a 70s kind it's got a of 70s vibe 60s 70s yeah and i like i like how the intro has like no low end and the low end kicks in at like i think it's about 30 seconds and it like kicks in and the song kind of like brings you into the record i think this is a this is a really good album opener i think i think it's like as an album opener it's open because you don't really get this kind of vibe really all that much in the rest of the record it like listening to it i listened to this first track and i was like Okay, this is the kind of record it's going to be. It's not really. It's it's things kind of get more electronic and kind of crazy, you know, as you enter in the the See, record. See, I find that like you're saying it's like I got electronic. I don't think the electronic things on here are really all that like bizarre or exciting. They kind of sound more in today's in today's world where this band started like in today's world with Luke in today's world, <laughs> pop music is much more in this electronic style anyway. Yeah. So it's just like like the Beyonce record, like we've been talking about. It's yeah. A, it's a dance pop electronica record. It has yeah. all of those things about it, right? Yeah, but it's... And this is the number one album in the country, right? Mm -hmm. So this band has been doing this for a ton of time, but now it's kind of like, where do we go from here? Um, yeah, yeah. Cause, and right. on top of that, they're they've you know already experimented with a lot of those flavors and things yeah and for me this record feels a bit like um i couldn't like there was no real ass shakers on this record 
for it to really be a dance themed record um like even down which is the yeah. most danceable song on the record ha- it's like a lazy dance it's not yeah, like it's more a- laid back it's like yeah i know what you mean though it's way more laid back kind of you know, maybe it's maybe it's like after you leave the club. Well, also or warming up to go to the club. The thing that's you know, happening like too that. with the vocal on this record, um, I find that a lot of the vocals are kind of like in a middly tone, and it's not really expressively pushed out hard or angry or right, right. But it is pushed out in a sadder manner sometimes. Yeah, it's interesting because so, there's like like so we t- we touched on it I think with the uh, like the Megan the Stallion album, um, you know how maybe to a certain extent there was like sort of like mismatches in terms of like what the music sounded like in comparison to what the actual like lyrical content was giving you. Yep. And I find a little bit of that kind of sprinkled into this record where he's like sort of giving you these introspective lyrics and sort of like big picture kind of ideas, but it's like to this lazy electronic pop song and you're kind of like this is like. Give me, give me something more tender. Give me something more vulnerable. Give me something more emotive. It's, it's not that it's, you know, it, it's an emotion. It's a vibe. But it's that's what it is. It's a vibe. It's not. Well, you know, I feel like I'm not getting individual songs really. It's just like one long, sort of like dance party thing. Right. Maybe I don't know. What so do a song like "Hard to Be Funky" would kind of encapsulate what you just said to, uh, for me. Um, so the song is kind of waxing poetically about uh, what is funk, what is funky, what does it mean to me and you? It means the world to me and you. Um, right. The problem with waxing poetically about what is funky is the song isn't very funky, man. It's no. uh, like a dream pop like kind of dirge. You right, know what I mean? Right. And it's not really like um, – it's you know it's not funky so like for me like hard to be funky like i guess the whole point of this record which i'm kind of getting around to is that they're having this relationship with music where it's not working for them the way it was in some aspect yeah and i feel like they're expressing it in the album um in a way that they're like music has been my world for me but sometimes it doesn't click in the right way um even um freak out release uh the that song yeah the title track um you know it's you know it's just like that kind of thing is more funky but it, it has and it has expressive like wild beat yeah it's got that freak out release yeah. and you're like you that's like a um dance track because yeah. it's just ha- statement wild beast freak out release and you're just like okay and then it comes in with this funky heaviest bass on the record um yeah the vocals are love that and then when you get to like a song like hard to be funky it's like yeah guys you're not being funky so that's why you (laughs) know that's why that's why it's hard to be funky because you're not being funky (laughs) yeah well um you know i was kind of like talking to uh, yeah yeah, my my girl about how i felt about it and she was like so kind of like they're um, being meta about something that they're not doing. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, I guess. So it's it's pretty interesting. Um, the tone of music wasn't the thing – was the thing in my life. Um, and now it's kind of like changing for me is I understand that. Like yeah. um, obviously every artist 
has this like push pull love thing with the thing they do. Yeah, I'm sure painters have it too. Sure, yeah, um, any artist, you know. Just for me, I don't. It's like one of those things that's hard for me to be like, are you complaining about making music? You know, because it's like, uh, it's like kind of like sometimes just for me a little bit. It was kind of like making a painting. Not like this whole album isn't like hard on that vibe, but yeah. like when I hear it, it's like looking at a painting that says, I hate paintings, which is funny, but like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So no, that's well said. Yeah, and I like I said, man, I I don't know, I I do think there are some high points on the record. I didn't, you know, I didn't ha- I didn't hate this record either. Like I said, the highs are really cool and they're fun. You know, yeah, freak out release down. Um, you know, the 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 back end is the back know. end slags for me a little bit, but yeah. like Eleanor, the second song in this record is, uh a great great melody and it's one of the best melodies used on the whole record um but again i'm gonna go lyrics here it's kind of just a boy girl song so it and it's kind of and i don't want to be this guy either but i'm going to it's um the guy i'm gonna be the guy the guy how many songs can you think of where the girl's name is the chorus yeah oh i mean sarah amanda uh (laughs) it's yeah. This one, Eleanor. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the one? Uh, Victor- uh, uh, Vic- Victoria. The one uh, Amy Winehouse sings. Oh, uh, is it Victoria? Right. I don't know. Uh, Alex, Gloria. check it out. Yeah. Or, um, or is it Gloria? No. No. Well, there's Gl- Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> there you go. Um, Sometimes. Uh, Valerie. It? That's Valerie. it. Valerie. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so for me, like, it's a good song. Yeah. But at the same point, I'm like, I've heard a lot of these. Yeah. So, uh like I said, Freak Out release is the for if they went more on that vibe on this whole record, I'm there for it. Um, another song that I kind of dig that was more of just a straight up vibe was a song like Time, where yeah. again the lyrics didn't feel so much important to me, but the vibe was good enough where I yeah. could just kind of like get on with that. Yeah. Um, if the lyrics blend in enough and they're um, uh, ambiguous enough. I'm not really gonna nitpick, but it's when they're really like out front for me. Yeah, and that's when um, the other one. I'm so sorry, but I'm kind of but uh, broken on this album. Um, the not rhyming with the word broken really like oh, bugged the we were, shit out of me. We were on our way to work the other day, and he was <laughs> Luke was going on a on a rage out. He's like broken. Nothing is really, really rhymes with broken in the song. In the song, in the, in the you song. know, and it's funny. It was, it was just, it was a funny. Uh, uses a funny uses open. Open doesn't really rhyme with broken. Open broken. N in it does and doesn't. It doesn't doesn't. Um, what's the other one to it's, use? It's you know what it is. It's lazy. <laughs> it's uh, lazy. <laughs> I mean, every rhyme has been rhymed at this point. It's like, what can you do? You oh, know, you just have to stretch it these days. The I guess. other rhyme he uses is coping. Broken, from broken, broken, from coping. coping. It's like that one got yeah. me a little bit. I'm yeah. like, it's, it, and it's not like it's. That's just a little thing for me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, You're picking nits. It's I'm okay. the guy on the show that gets in lyrically. I feel like yeah. the most. Um, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here yeah. to. I'm here to talk about lyrics. You know because, what I think it is because not all lyrics are created equal, man. Like well, you have Paul Simon's and Bob Dylan's of the world, yeah. man, and then you got the Ramones, and I they're all equally valid. This is the they thing, just do though. Different things is a reoccurring theme that we talk about here on Get in the Garage, and I think it's something that we all agree on. But it's just like, can I buy into this album? And it's tough because it's like if. 
if they were just trying to be what they were trying to be, like you feel like you're being put on a little bit, and I think that's the, that just a little bit, and you, you it feels a little bit disingenuous, I guess. You know what I'm trying to say? You're either you're either like broken. You're that, either, song, that song made me feel like a, a, it was a put on for you're me. You're either putting me in a bath full of ecstasy, or you're actually giving me like some ballads. You yeah. know what I mean? Like pick a lane. That's, I'm just pick a lane. Is all we're saying. <laughs> when I saw that the last album was called Bathtub, uh, Bath Full of Ecstasy, yeah, right. I was so excited because I was like. This is gonna be like a dance banger. Yeah, and it's just like it's kind of like taking ambient. It's kind of like taking ambient in a Forever Twenty One dressing room, which is like <laughs> what I always say. It, there but- you go. You heard it here first. Freak out release is like taking an ambient in a Forever Twenty One fitting room. <laughs> I I always use that line. Yeah, it, on the, I've used it many times it's, on this podcast. That's how this album makes me feel. Yeah. It's like you took an ambient in a Forever, Forever Twenty One dressing room. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything's yeah. white, and you're like, do I look good in this? What's going on? <laughs> Why am I dressed like it's the 1970s? It's 2022. Nothing's on the rack. Yeah. It's a mess in here. This was at Woodstock, this wallpaper? This is Woodstock? (laughs) You know? Anyway. Um, So let us know what you think. So um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Pitchfork gave it a 7.6. And I think you know what it was too. I think that was the atrocity where I was it, just kind they, of like they rated it higher than the Meg The Stallion. And I they, think the Meg The Stallion made, record's way better. Yeah, way better. I think that this. upset me a little bit. But either way, you know, taste is taste, man, and everybody has their own. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and yeah. So, but tell us what you think because, I mean, seven six. I don't know. What do you think? No. I'm like a six. It's a six. It's a six? Yeah, it's a six. Because I think I rated that. I don't know what I rated that Jack White record a couple weeks ago, but that's the most egregious record on this list. And this doesn't come close to that. <laughs> that's probably the most egregious record I've like reviewed. That's the one I didn't like probably the most. Yeah, you were pretty harsh on that one. Um, I can't remember what you gave it, though. Though I am critical on this Hot Chip record. Um, I think it's a good record. If you're into kind of – if yeah. you're into like um, a mid-tempoed dance record, like a yeah. pop yeah, yeah, dance yeah. record – um, none of the none of the lyrics are like offensive or anything. Yeah, for um, me, what this is easy, for easier to listen to. Yeah, for me, what this is for is like maybe you're having like you know maybe you're having a little house party. People are playing like beer pong or something like that. A slow disco beat. Slow disco beat. You know what I mean? Kind of like chill, relaxing. Nothing's gonna come Studying, on. You could study to this. Yeah, right, right, right. Right, like yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing. Like yeah. it, you got some upper upper songs on here, but it's kind of just like you know good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good background music, and we've said it before. We'll say it again. Background music is not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. Like, if music can serve as background music, that's always a like a positive check for us. So, um, well, there you have it. <sighs> this has two been getting albums. the garage. This has been getting the garage. I uh, know we, it was a little rough this week. We did two albums that we didn't uh, super. I mean, Hot Chip, we didn't like. It, we didn't definitely didn't like it. Uh, we liked it more than we like Be Here Now by Oasis. But sure. it is it is hard for us to uh, pick apart albums because we know that um, some of you at home do like these records. And, yeah, and if, um, in fact, some of you at home love these records, state, and we don't, we never mean to offend anyone. Statement too. I don't think any of you are. Uh, you know, have any kind of uh, like your artistic opinion isn't uh, valuable if you do enjoy this, and I don't. I'm never that right, kind of guy right. where yeah, I'm like, yeah. different oh, strokes you, for different you folks, like man. that. Um, 100%. so you know, we do have a lot of fun on this uh, podcast, but yeah. uh, a lot of love, and you know, we value your opinion even if we don't agree with it. So yeah, a hundred percent. Here, here. Um, real quick before we finish, don't forget to like and subscribe and comment and all of that good stuff. Share the podcast. Share, share, share with your friends. And then also, Alex, real quick, your Instagram handle. Dismissed. Dismissed with an H. D H I S M I S S 
Luca is. I'm at Julius Records. Julius Re- Julius Spin. Oh, when am I? Julius Spins Records. I'm at Julius Spins Records. Yes, his Thank account you. got hacked. I haven't gotten any spam from it in the in the recent future, so I think it's kind of like gone. it's gone. Yeah, yep. uh, I am the Bearded Morrison on, uh, on on Instagram as well. We have a TikTok. Check our TikTok out too. We hit you with uh, some of our music recommendations and uh, stuff like that, so it's a good time. So anyway, thank you for hanging in there with us through these <laughs> scorching reviews. Uh, yeah, until next time, this has been Get in the Garage. We'll Peace, see you next guys. time, guys. Bye. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.